Welcome to Smart Branding, a podcast dedicated to branding, naming, and domain names. I'm Tatiana Bono, and with my guests, we try to help you create and grow strong, memorable, and meaningful brands online. I believe time is one of our most precious assets, and so I want to thank you in advance if you decide to spend the next 30 minutes with us. I promise to do my best to make those worth it. Let's go. So today I will talk to Stuart Townsend, CMO at Post Podcast Hawk and founder of Channel as a Service. Thank you for joining us, Stuart. That's a pleasure. Good morning. Happy Friday. Hey, happy Friday, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start with a bit about yourself. Tell me a little bit about yourself uh, and, and how you got to do what you do today. Yeah, so obviously you can tell I'm a little bit older. Um, <laughs> so I'll, I'll give you the full backstory anyway. I basically started in IT or sort of computers when I was about 30, so I was late to the game in a sense. And you probably won't remember this, Tatiana, but it was a company called Sun Microsystems. Joined them, they were a massive dot-com company in the day, hundreds of thousands of people. So I was there for about 14 years. Uh, I worked in corporate roles there. But my favorite job was I yeah. built and ran a startup program, so a startup accelerator. So we're looking for the next Google and Facebook. So I met mm. Zuckerberg, I met the Prime Minister, did all this sort of exciting stuff. And then Oracle acquired us. It wasn't ex exciting anymore. I left. Uh, and then I started to work for smaller companies. So I worked for a company called DataSift, which was one of three licensees that resold Twitter's uh, Firehose. That would be an interesting conversation now. We won't go down that rabbit <laughs> hole. Um, <laughs> I was there for about three years. And then Zendesk came to me when they were about 250 people and asked me to build a channel program for them, a global channel program, uh, and map that out and build a team. So I did that for about four years as well. And I left post-IPO. There was about 2,000 people then. And decided, what shall I do? So I ended up having made numerous mistakes and losing money and all the general sort of stuff that you do setting up a consultancy to work with B2B SaaS companies around building sales teams through channel. And then the end of the journey is about two years ago, I'm in a mastermind group called the Dynamite Circle, a private forum group. I met my business partner, Ray, through there. Uh, and we both came up with this problem with what to solve, which was around being a guest on podcasts. And we came mm. at it different ways. Um, and that's where podcast all came from. From corporate to startup to now that nervous part of own business and try to work out the branding and the messaging and sort of where we sit in the market. So, yeah, it's mm. a journey. Yeah, obviously, mm. I'm just a little under 30, so it's been been a, <laughs> been a, been a fun ride. <laughs> Isn't it? Um, yeah, and you just mentioned it's been um, a challenge, um, I guess, that like, same for for many entrepreneurs when they're starting their own business and you suddenly have to like yeah figure out for yourself um how i mean starting with the name because we focus on naming the name the domain the how do you create that brand identity how do you manage it how do you make sure it speaks to people and sends them the right message um tell me about how that worked with uh podcast hope yeah it's uh, again so i've worked for big companies work for smaller companies but there were always teams and people that did that, whether it's teams mm. or an individual or whatever. And suddenly you sort of throw in the deep end of this is really important because this decision we make now is going to reflect on where the business goes over the next five years or so. Um, in, in this case, we'd already sort of thought about uh, an overarching business plan and a model, which is podcast zoo in a sense, like a, a naming convention around animals, just to quirk it up a little bit. 
uh, and also podcasthawk.com was available. That was that was another good thing um, around that side. But we were thinking about, you know, what's the message we're trying to take to the market? How are we trying to sort of get that branding out there and make it iconic as well? Mm. So something that I thought would be quite simple in a five-minute conversation was more of me and Ray sat there for hours <laughs> going through what does this look like? How do we do it? And in the end, it was literally, let's throw something out on Upwork. Let's see what people come back with because we're not designers. We're not creators. We know the persona we're trying to reach. We know the type of people we want to get into our audience, but we want to make it visual and creative around that. So uh, like the green color, that's the part of the branding and the sort of scheme in itself in the logo. That was something quite simple. We played with color tones and just sort of, decided we like green. It was a nice sort of neutral type <laughs> colour. Um, but the logo has gone through, this is its third variation now. Oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and we're sticking with this one now. We've still got the beta sort of aspect on it, but it's it's the third variation uh, from that side. And again, the, I think the website is through its second iteration of design. But I think, you know, that, co that core aspect is, I, I thought branding was something that was just people with cranes did. It was dead simple. It took five minutes. It was like, yeah, the branding team at Zendesk, oh, they just float about drinking coffee all day. Now, full respect. Oh, my God. Being a creative is really hard. If you're not creative, it's hard. If you are creative, it's exciting but hard. Um, mm. So it was a, a, a sort of exploratory process ongoing. But, yeah, it was, it was challenging because, again, it's sort of, like I say, it's the anchor point of when people look at you, they look at your name, your logo what you represent, what you stand for. And did they get a visual hit straight away and look at it, or does it make no sense? Mm. So, yeah, yeah it, was, it was fun. Um, but we're not going back <laughs> to the logo again. We're leaving it now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's, let's see in some time. I'm going to be checking on you. <laughs> oh, no, they changed the logo again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and t tell me, what, what do you do? Who, who can benefit from, from your services? Uh, so we're basically uh, a simple SaaS service. So the, the reason we came about was Ray has got a language-based business that he's had for about 10 years, and he was trying to get more customers. And he thought it'd be quite simple to be a guest on a podcast like this. Reach out to a podcast, say, hey, I'd like to be a guest, done. Um, so he started from that side and realized, actually, one Sunday afternoon, he's in Mexico, so I can't say one wet Sunday afternoon, one sunny Sunday afternoon, he spent about four hours trying to get um, podcasts that were suitable for him to go on to talk about travel mm. and languages, to go and share his knowledge, but also promote his business. Like, and he came in from a coding aspect of, this This has got to be easier than this. It's, this is too hard. Um, and then from my side, I came in from, I'd like to really understand, I'm a bit of a data nerd, I set up this thing called Big Data Week years ago. Um, and I wanted to understand the data behind the guests and the impact and the marketing side of things. So what we offer is simple SaaS platform. You come in, you can do some searches, and then you can use our platform to automate the reach out. So if you want to build 100 podcasts, you select the 100 podcasts, write the emails, and then we send the emails out and the follow-up, sort of do all the tracking. So we automate mm. that side, so we save time. And, and it's worked really well, from, not just from a customer base, but from our own base as well. You know, we eat our own dog food. We use our own tool. And not just to promote podcasts all, but I love cars. So at the moment, I'm running a campaign because it's quiet season in the UK for cars to get on car shows, but mm. talk about cars and stuff. Um, so you can use it for pleasure as well. Around that mm. side. So it's That's a really cool. simple tool. That side, but we right. can get different angles, 
reason, the problem we were trying to solve. And it can be used by both people looking to appear on podcasts and people looking for guests? Um, so what we tend to find from hosts like yourselves is they use it to actually get on other podcasts to promote their podcast. Mm -hmm. That's a bit of a mouthful. Um, and <laughs> they use our service as well. Sometimes not so much to look for guests, but to find other hosts that could potentially be part of their mastermind or come and sort of join their groups. Uh, we're not mm -hmm. a... We're not a matching service or a two-sided marketplace. Mm -hmm. We're not a listing. It's literally, it's a database of all the podcasts that are live and published with all the data on them, all the marketing data, all the metrics. So you can go and build a, a podcast tour, basically. So if in 2023, you want to be on 100 podcasts, you can go and find those podcasts you want to be on, select them, uh, write the emails. We help you write them. We've got a little AI tool in there. Uh, Customise the campaigns. And then they just go out and it's fire and forget wait for the replies to come in. You don't have to do anything else after. Mm, very cool. And you just said, obviously, you can do that for fun. Like if there's a topic you, you like talking about, um, that's an obvious one. Uh, what about for, for brand owners or entrepreneurs who want to, like we just mentioned, share their knowledge, but also promote their, their business? Do you feel there's like some, for example, type or do, do you have to be a certain size of a business or how like who would you say can benefit from appearing on podcasts uh anybody i think we, we call it sort of a it's an educational market most people don't realize that podcasts are another part of the marketing funnel that if you're a cfo ceo you can use them um but also our, our big target market is companies like ourselves but we're not a big company there's three of us and some outsource agencies uh, <clears throat> but if you're 10 people or 15 people as that founder to promote your brand and promote your knowledge. So like, again, we'll go back to, I've set up my SaaS service. I'm selling this customer service platform. It's really great. I know everything about customer service. Going on podcasts gives you that ability to one, go and share knowledge two use your voice to build trust rather than blog posts. And then also, mm and choose and select the podcast based on marketing data that will have the highest marketing impact, i.e. you get a backlink with a high domain authority. You're getting access to that social traffic. You're also getting 30 minutes of content like I will after this that I can then repurpose and then promote out sound bites and snippets. So mm -hmm. you, you've got the harder job <laughs> as the host because <laughs> you do all the work. As, as a guest, I can turn up as an entrepreneur and go, really great, I can talk about stuff. And then I get all this free stuff at the back end of it for free. So mm. you know, the, the, the education we're delivering and start to deliver, or start to deliver next month is about it being a marketing funnel and use it as a marketing funnel um, around that side of things. Because it, it's mm. benefits for the host, they get benefit as well, because you'll promote out to your network, they'll get more listeners. Um, but as a guest, it's it's a pleasure. It's like really simple to um, to go on podcasts and, and maximize it. Mm, absolutely. No, I can totally agree with you. Like I'm, I'm. I mean, usually when I'm when I'm on the this side where I am today, the host, like you, you ask the questions, and I so many times I have to like stop myself from talking too much, like I do now, because you naturally you want to talk, and especially when it's about like um, like I'm an interest interested in what people are doing, or we're talking about topics that are passionate about myself and it's so no, no stop stop talking you're on the guest <laughs> <laughs> but but also you've got that component afterwards as well haven't you? you've got that aspect of you've got to do the editing and send it through the process up front and all that mm. sort of thing so um whereas a guest it's literally 
I've got dressed today and I've turned up and I'm talking about stuff that I enjoy. And it's a whole mm. lot simpler, but I get all those benefits back. So for me, I think mm, absolutely. you're a, an entrepreneur, a SaaS founder, a, an engineering company. It doesn't matter. It's like you can be any size and still get benefits, but also enjoy it as well. If you, mm. if you don't like meeting people at events and networking, podcast guesting is great. You don't have to. You can just turn up and talk. Mm. Like you say, get dressed. That's a good idea. Just yeah, that's it. always a good thing. Yeah, start with that first. Yeah, with crazy hair. <laughs> that's good. Are there some like from your experience on on podcast talk and I guess as a guest and as a host, are there some classic do's and don'ts on being a guest on a podcast? Yeah, I think the core of it is um come prepared in terms of like have a proper setup so a microphone camera and it doesn't have to be all i mean i've got all single dancing because i'm a nerd um, and i went to auctions and bought loads of microphones and stuff but literally <laughs> it doesn't have to be that but be prepared to be in a room that's quiet all the basic sort of stuff really you wouldn't go to a meeting i always treat it like we're, we're meeting for the first time we're talking about some business and whatever it may be i'm not going to do that in a in a Larry rave disco with like mm -hmm. dogs barking and everything in the background it'd just be unprofessional so think of it as a professional meeting um but also come prepared from got to tell the story you've got to be interested in what you're talking about don't come as a, an entrepreneur or a founder that's talking about customer service not know anything about it you just know about business and and you just monotone about stuff and not passionate because that's just, that's like, it's like going on TV. You're just going to get caught, <laughs> caught out from that. Um, and I think, you know, thirdly is just make sure that you respect the host's time and effort and input that they put into it. So don't share that content. So after this, like, you know, at some stage I'll get the content and such. I'll make sure I'll push it out to all the social networks. I'll put it on repeat. I'll put it on LinkedIn. I'll reuse it. I'll relink it back because... The whole idea it's not about promoting yourself or you know us it's about the knowledge that we're sharing that's what you, mm. you that's what podcasting is about it's about sharing knowledge or stories or interesting pieces so you know that's the core for me is make sure you do that don't just turn up and then walk away and think oh i've done my job now mm -hmm. and then just it's, it's yeah that's just it's it's ignorant so that's that's my three three take absolutely i agree with that yeah, that's and I'm actually I have to say I kind of have done obviously most of them as a as a guest as well. But up, now that you're saying it, I realize that not all people do that, and it does make a difference, obviously. Yeah, it's it's one of those things. I think sometimes a host, you sort of assume that a guest will do that, and you have to sort mm -hmm. of hold them and go, "Hey, I've just spent all this time doing all this, and we need to get it as to as many people as possible, not just for downloads and audience, but just to share these little snippets." And you do that, mm -hmm. uh, and and you know some guests. Uh, I've spoken to some potential guests and things like that in the past. And like, well, why would you do that? So, well, well, what's the point of having a conversation this and not sharing it out? The host is doing mm. all the work. What value mm. do you get from that as well? So, yeah, yeah. Equally, I have to say, rarely, but it has happened to me to be a guest on a podcast where, like. Some weeks go past and I, I haven't forgotten about it myself. And then I remember, I'm like, what happened to that podcast? And it turns out like it has been published and shared. Just nobody yeah. told me about it. <laughs> so, I was going to say, <laughs> from, the, from the host side, you shouldn't put the work on the guest to chase you up and go, hey, did that episode ever go out? It's like, oh, yeah, yeah I, did. Oh, I forgot about it. It's like, really? 
Yeah, it's key, key from the, the host of really good operational processes, which is, here's a little soundbite, here's some nuggets, whatever it is, a link to it, go and, go and do that and sort of thing. Most mm. definitely. Because I've done that as well. I've been on some before. I was like, I don't know if it's still around. Or, and then I'll go and find it. It's like, yeah, two months ago. <laughs> Absolutely. And in terms of some rules about the podcast itself, is there, like, for example, I don't know, for, for social media, there's a lot of things that some people say you should follow that. Some people say you shouldn't. And also they change in time, like uh, how long should the post be? Should it include a link? And it depends on the social media, et cetera, et cetera. Is there something like that with podcasts, do you feel? Um, I wouldn't say there's any rules. I suppose it's just... Um common sense practicality sort of thing so uh, I, I put an ebook together that turned to a mammoth thing about sort of this type of element where you should promote and what you should do and that sort of thing and the core of that is literally repurpose the content but suitable for the platform so if you're going to put something on linkedin mm. make business context that you took away from the podcast nobody wants to know about the little joke told um mm -hmm. and i think leverage the social platforms where you can and have common sense around it in terms of you know, you don't want to post a link to the podcast every day on Twitter. You just, mm -hmm. you wouldn't do that with anything else. So why do it again? So have it as a repeatable thing, but it's evergreen content. So make sure you've got a strategy to repurpose it back in, in three or six months, or take some different elements about it and re repurpose it. Um, and the same again is like, I always treat sort of social as an audience led platform sort of type of marketing entity. So. Again, if we're talking today and we're talking about entrepreneurship and founders or uh, whatever it may be, I'm not going to post that on Facebook unless it's in a, in, in a suitable group in that niche that wants to listen to, to that type. Of so I wouldn't mm -hmm. say it's rules. I think it's just sort of understanding that if you're going to leverage and repurpose what, you, what we've been talking about, you put it on those platforms and put it around your content strategy and do it to that niche and audience that are suitable and do it with a methodology. Don't just take it machine gun and throw it out and think mm -hmm. LinkedIn wants to know about Stuart likes cars sort of thing. I thought mm -hmm. that that's sort of the way that we, we look at it, but think of it as it's, it's a marketing funnel. So we're, we're having a conversation and it's going to go out as if it's a blog. So it's, it's still going to follow those rules of a marketing funnel in a sense. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And where you've, you've been so, Oh, you mentioned how long has it been since the podcast, the Hulk has been launched? Uh, sort of officially live this year in development last year. So we're, we're coming mm -hmm. to the end of our sort of first year of beta customers um, and, and we're, we're fully baked in now. Books are ironed out, platform works, no less, well, less customer service tickets, which is always good. Uh, mm -hmm. So it's been been quite a short journey in, in the grand scheme of things. It's not not been a... Uh, you know, it's not been five years. So we've, we've been learning mm -hmm. a lot this year, most definitely. Mm -hmm. And based on that, where where do you feel podcasts as a thing are going? Definitely increasing. Um, I went to a podcast expedition, exhibition in London in April or May. YouTube were there, big brands were there, lots of mm. money being discussed. And I think this this core aspect, so you've got podcasts as a, as a genre, but I think audio as a whole is increasing. So if you look now mm. with, I don't want to mention Clubhouse, disaster. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> but the, the, the platforms that have experimented with it, Facebook, Twitter, are just a disaster at doing audio. 
podcast will survive, um, excuse me, as an entity, because people want to hear not just interviews, they want to hear stories. So I listen, I'm, you know, I'll listen to audio books, I'll listen to stories, I'm in the car. It's something that transposes across wherever you are. Mm. You have to have a high network capability to be sat on a train listening to a podcast. You do if you mm. want to watch YouTube. Um, but in general, they're going out more mainstream now. If you look at some of the sort of data points about the audience, where it's going and the growth, um, you know, there's more growth in different sort of territorial languages, more growth in more um, genres coming on board. But I think, again, just as, as a medium as a whole, I think audio, audio is just going through an explosion just because it's simple, mm. simple to do. Um, and the other platforms are leveraging that, and that's why now with a lot of podcasts are on video, and then we'll be put on YouTube and on TikTok and these other platforms to get a wider audience for it. But the core of it mm -hmm. is still, it's still about what we're talking about. It's, it's Absolutely. Um, but for me, I think, you know, but hopefully it, it should be because we double down on podcasts. That's the focus. <laughs> but I think, you know, audio in general and podcasts as a whole, with the data that we see of the number of shows coming through and the number of active live shows, that's the key stat. That's still mm. stable and increasing. When people are starting podcasts, carrying on doing them a lot drop off after 10 episodes there's more of a, a stability number now more people are doing it continuously because they see the value in it and enjoy it mm. as well. absolutely and i think i actually finally haven't thought about it that way i, I was thinking like podcast just as a thing and now that you said it uh audio and obviously those things go together absolutely as a as a medium and i'm like uh, you know i'm, I'm coming up to 40 now. Uh, but it was, I'm one of those people, even though I have been in tech for more than half of my life, I was like really against like audio books, for example. It it was just like, oh, no, yeah. a book has to be written. I have to touch it. I have I'm, to. I'm in your club. <laughs> yeah. And I still, obviously, I still have a lot of books and I still prefer to like even books that I have listened to on audio. And if I like them, I would buy the physical book. Yeah. Because there's a different thing there, but I have to say, once I got over myself, um, and and it was related to sport actually as well, because I was like, I'm spending so much time like running or doing something, I can, you know, the and and once you get over that, the amount of content that you can consume, whether it's for pleasure or for learning, it, it's just crazy. And and I guess that's I'm probably like like you said, I'm probably late on that train. The the but that's where people are going and. We are the generation that struggled with it. I'm looking at my kids now. For them, it's not even a question. For them, it's yeah, the other way around. I have to convince them that it's worth it sitting with a book. It, it is. And, and I'm the same as you. So literally, I've got a thousand books pointing over there. But in, you know, <laughs> I was going through them at the weekend. And these books that I've had since, I don't know, it was like 12 or 13, sort of mm. The Hobbit and some classic books. And it was always the same. It's like, I've got a reading chair, sit there, read my book. But it's like, I can only read when I want to read or I'm in the mood, whereas with audiobooks, I can mm. learn or I can sort of have something that's interesting. And also with my Kindle as well. I was dead against Kindle, I was dead against audiobooks. Mm. It's got to be paper. Um, and I still love going in bookshops and the same buying classic books and stuff, but it just gives mm. flexibility. Um, and the same with podcasts. It's literally, I can li listen to comedy podcasts or business or whatever it may be and gain knowledge and inspiration without having mm. to read 500 pages to get some snippets of information out of there that's it you know, business type books so um but like you say it's it's still got to make sure my son's 24 and he doesn't read books just everything's plugged in and, mm. and he always sort of please john just read some books it's, like, <laughs> it's just not my thing i just i listen to them i'm listening to them. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it's funny how they they find it hard to, um, like they could listen to something, even book them for hours. But if you sit them in front of a book, you like 10, 15 minutes, they're like, I'm going to go and yeah. grab a sandwich. I'm going to go and know what's the weather like. It's like, no, it's been 15 yeah. minutes. What's, what's wrong with you? <laughs> Well, it's probably from our side, we used a book as a relaxation. It's like, literally, I'm reading a book. Just to, I've got my crisp and I've got my stuff. Don't talk to me. I'm reading my book. I've got a, another chapter. It's two o'clock in the morning. Oh, just mm. one more chapter, one more chapter. Yeah. <laughs> um, sort of thing. So, yeah, it's, it's sort of different generations, isn't it? But, yeah, we definitely mm. need to keep the printed word going still. Mm. And in terms of you know, when we're talking about uh, future future of uh, of podcasts as well the the fact that two things one it's it's a live conversation and it's very like i i noticed that when we sometimes we would have a podcast and um we would take written bits out of it to use it uh, as a different like I said it's brilliant for that you can repurpose and reuse that that content but there's so much more that wouldn't be there if you had to write something because yeah. you, there, there's that um, format that just doesn't sound right or doesn't read right. And, and you can't achieve that in, I don't think in any other form, but in a live conversation like that. T totally agree. <clears throat> and again, sort of one of the areas that we sort of look at is being a guest on the podcast, voice builds trust. So we talk about that a lot. Um, but it's, it's that live conversation that if you're going to write a guess, I can't write for Toffee. I can write words, but it makes no <laughs> sense. Um, so if I was going to write a guest blog post about podcasting or about SaaS or sales, I just, you know, it's like when I did my dissertation, it was just painful and mm -hmm. it couldn't convey across the message. Whereas um, I can talk for England and I know what I need to talk about uh, around that. So I have experimented with just talking and try to turn it into a piece of copy and that doesn't work. Mm. But, but it is, it's, it's sort of words don't follow, they follow a direction, don't they? They follow the river straight along, whereas actually with a live conversation, it curves slightly, it goes off to the left, it goes over dips and such, follows a different mm. direction than just a written piece. And that mm. written piece as well, you tend to find it can be evergreen, but it's not got a life cycle of being evergreen forever sort of thing. It's harder to repurpose like, whereas mm. our, our sort of conversation today, we can take snippets out, we can do little audiograms, we could take the transcripts and turn it into a blog post, we can repurpose mm. all that uh, into Absolutely. multiple pieces of content. Yeah, and not to mention that we are. I always have a sort of a list of questions, but I don't always follow them. Whereas yeah. if it's if it's a you know written, it's it's that you're going to answer that, and that's it. And there's so many things that may be untouched and uncovered that are really actually. I think the most valuable things that I've ended up discussing with my guests are things that weren't on that list. Yeah, yeah. So it always tends to be the way. Mm, absolutely. All right. Um, I'm like trying to keep things short and yeah. uh, one last thing i guess what's next you you mentioned you've just finished with sort of all the bugs so you have less uh, customer tickets coming in so what's next what's coming in 2023 yeah so we're pushing hard now so we've had our beta customers uh new customers coming along so next year we're pushing hard on the products as a whole to a wider audience and going out to SaaS founders book authors mastermind owners uh, but also agencies as well so it's literally Putting all the educational content, all the pieces in place, and then we're doing a, a launch, a launch in January um, to get more more customers on board. 
like I say, the last year or so has been literally just eyeing out the quirks and stuff because we want it made. So when you come in, you log in, you build the campaigns and it just works and it's at that place now. So mm. yeah, 2023 is going to be exciting because, you know, as we see audio and podcast grow, more and more people see the value of it and having those conversations. Um, and we we're just sat there ready to help serve them. Brilliant. I'm looking forward to that. Good, good. And, and no more changing of the branding or logo. No more change. No, no. Yeah. I'm gonna no, I'm I'm gonna be watching. Be monitor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you, Stuart. Have a good day. No, thank you. It's a pleasure. Welcome to Smart Branding, a podcast dedicated to branding, naming, and domain names. I'm Tatiana Bonneau, and with my guests, we try to help you create and grow strong, memorable, and meaningful brands online. I believe time is one of our most precious assets, and so I want to thank you in advance if you decide to spend the next 30 minutes with us. I promise to do my best to make those worth it. Let's go! Let's go!